Hello and welcome to the Global Marketing Calendar, growing your business in a digital world. I'm your host, Abiel Breen, and this podcast is brought to you by Oban International, the digital marketing agency specializing in international expansion. In each episode, we'll look at an upcoming event from around the world. We'll find out how the event is celebrated and talk about its cultural significance. And we'll also discuss how your business can use these insights to create compelling global marketing campaigns. Today, we are talking about Independence Day in Pakistan. And to discuss the day, I'm joined by Oban's very own Az Ahmed. Hello, Az. Welcome to the podcast. Hi, it's great to be here again. And this time, I'm, I'm actually on the podcast, not just doing the Lost in Localization segment. Yeah, you're normally <laughs> joining us halfway through and you're, you're at the very beginning. How's it feel? Do you feel? Yeah, it's, it's, it's good. And it's, um, it's really interesting to be talking about a day, like an event in Pakistan where I'm originally from. So it's great. <laughs> Wonderful. So let's go right into it. So in general, what is Independence Day in Pakistan and, and how is it normally celebrated? Sure. So um, Independence Day in Pakistan takes place on the 14th of August every year, and it's a national holiday in the country. It's essentially the date in 1947 when Pakistan got independence from British colonial rule. And the date's significant for Pakistanis because of that reason. You know, we became an independent country and we, we weren't governed by British colonial rule anymore. What does a kind of typical 14th of August day look like, typical way to celebrate it? Because it is a national holiday, people, obviously, they're not going to work. So they spend it with their families and friends and the government and like um, national organizations and stuff like that. They put on a lot of like events and things around the holiday. Leaders will give speeches. There will be sporting events that take place, parades, marches, those kind of things will happen. And any sort of thing that people can watch and celebrate the holiday. And, you know, people go out on the streets and watch the parades. They watch speeches on TV. Um, fireworks are set off as well. Buildings are put up with lights and they're, you know, displays of color and things like that. And also as the day gets closer, a lot of stalls and things like that are set up in markets all over the country to sell things like flags, banners, badges, buntings, posters, all of them with the theme of national pride. So like... It essentially with the colors of the nation as well, which are green and white and anything to do with like national pride and stuff. So those those sorts of things happen on the day. Wonderful. I can just imagine a, a sea of green and white. As yeah, you, yeah, exactly. Bunting <laughs> flags and everything like that. It's just everywhere. The green and white is just everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> Even in people's clothes, they paint their faces half green, half white. It's yeah, it's great. <laughs> How did you celebrate it growing up then? For example, you know, do people normally kind of travel across the country to be with their family or friends or it's all about people and friends and family and stuff and in Pakistan we have we have big families and so you know a lot of the time they're spread out all over the place and also you go to people's houses to celebrate and stuff and it's it's a day off from work so you know you can spend it in like parks and things people have picnics with their families and stuff and there was also there was a promotion a few years ago by uh, the National Airline of Pakistan, which is Pakistan International Airways, where they introduced a special in-flight jam session. So it was it was in, to entertain passengers traveling on Independence Day, where if they were traveling on a domestic flight between cities, they would play this in-flight jam session featuring artists singing national songs and things like that, just to keep people entertained on the day. Amazing. Oh my God. I'd love to see the, the yeah. atmosphere on one of those flights. Oh, yeah. Be such a it'd nice be atmosphere. so much fun. Yeah. <laughs>
outside of Pakistan, is it very much a time that is celebrated even if you're not in Pakistan? Yeah, so there are there are large Pakistani communities all over the world and in different cities around the world, they gather together to celebrate and take part in festivities. You know, large celebrations take place in Dubai, London and New York. And um, again, these are places with large immigrant Pakistani populations. They organize cultural events and, you know, these involve meeting friends, family and eating large quantities of Pakistani food. But um, quite a few of these events are also put together by the Pakistani embassy or, um, you know, prominent members of the Pakistani community that are have been living in those in those cities for quite a while. And what kind of things do you do you do on the day? You know, you mentioned a couple of episodes ago when we were talking about Eid mm. and how you like to kind of bring that tradition to your son in the UK. How do you kind of bring the the Independence Day celebrations in your home? Yeah, so at, at the moment, it's kind of just, you know, explaining to my son what Independence Day is and what that means. And, you know, again, we do we we do so I'll, I'll i'll make some food for him and stuff and for the family as well and you know we we go and meet friends and stuff like that as well and you know obviously call my call my mom back home and you know we try to have like a family video call as well so we can kind of talk to them and stuff again my brother lives in america my mom lives in Pakistan, so it's kind of just getting all all of us together for this family event and you know kind of making my son see that oh this is another cultural event or holiday that we're all part of so what do people normally spend their money on? Is it is it very much kind of things that are in stalls and markets like flags and mm. buntings or, you know, food, travel, those types of things? Uh, yeah. So one of the biggest sellers during the, the whole month of August is Pakistani flags. So people will buy flags. So many flags are on sale. Like you can you can walk around and see um, little like carts like people will be selling flags off of little carts and ma- big shops will be saying, selling flags as well and small flags on sticks big flags fireworks are another big seller people will buy fireworks to let off on independence day and stuff like that and also people they buy different types of foods and things especially sweets so Pakistanis are very hospitable people we like to and there's a big culture of giving when you go to see somebody so if you go to somebody's house on Independence Day, you will take something with you. So you, to give them, so it's especially sweets and things like that. So um, the traditional sweets that we have in Pakistan, a lot of people buy those. And it's, uh, some sweet manufacturers in Pakistan, they release special Independence Day editions or variations of their most popular items. So for example, they'll do like green, white, ice creams or green and white biscuits or biscuits with flag icing on them and stuff like that so it's it's all they try to tie into the whole like traditional patriotism and the, the whole celebration of the day i'm just imagining that the ice cream if it's a green and white ice cream i immediately think of like mint chocolate chip or just some delicious ice cream flavor yeah yeah it would it was so what they what tends to happen is Pakistan has a specifically its own ice cream called kulfi and it's a very sweet type of ice cream and the white part will be kulfi and then the green part will be pistachio which is another really mm. popular flavor of ice cream in Pakistan. So you're saying how you know leading up to the day you see kind of stalls in markets with with flags and whatnot does that kind of go into the digital side of things as well do you tend to see a lot of adverts and and kind of promos leading up to the day an independence day theme? 
Yeah, it's 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 huge. So companies will go all out on marketing for the day and even just leading up to the day as well. And that's things like TV ads, that'll be print ads, radio ads, um, digital ads. Um, websites will go green and white. They'll have their homepages will be green and white. So Independence Day translates to Azadi. Azadi means freedom. And so they refer to Independence Day in Pakistan as Azadi. And so basically people will have Azadi written all over their websites and the ads again will have that theme of green and white and they'll feature patriotic slogans and messages of hope and patriotism and stuff. Companies will usually run sales, discounts, deals, promotions. And as I said earlier, they'll release like special editions or special versions of their best-selling products for, for this particular holiday. And aside from the the delicious sounding ice cream, can you think of any other standout examples of some great campaigns or promos around that time? Yeah, sure. So there are some some really big clothing brands in Pakistan that that you know they make like traditional Pakistani clothing. One example I can I can remember from a few years ago is a clothing brand which released an ad campaign which had the slogan "I am also Pakistan." So it was kind of it was portraying people who. Each one of them represents Pakistan and it was just showing them mm. in their clothes and it was saying that each one of you makes Pakistan. And it was kind of tying into that, again, patriotism element, but it was it was a very cool message and a very cool marketing campaign and stuff to, to kind of make everybody think that, oh, we are all Pakistan, we make up Pakistan and stuff. So mm, That's lovely. Are there any elements of the holiday that digital marketers who are not companies based within Pakistan. Are there any kind of elements of the holiday that that people should be aware of kind of in an attempt to make sure they can basically not be culturally insensitive um, in any way? Yeah, of course. So again, like I've talked to, I've touched upon quite a bit is the theme, the themes around like patriotism and, you know, things like that and meeting family and friends. So if they kept that in mind and, you know, touched upon the, those themes. So like, People are pretty patriotic in Pakistan, so they like they're very proud of their country. They're proud of how their country came into being. They're proud Pakistanis. So just to kind of tap into that feeling and that you know getting that sort of nostalgic element as well sometimes, and tapping into the patriotism can always help in terms of your marketing. And and you know obviously green and white, just do something with green and white. Yeah, if all else fails, green yeah. and white. <laughs> Any other examples of any kind of brands or companies that have left a lasting impression with their campaigns during this time? Yeah, so there was um, another one I can think of is a big ice cream brand in Pakistan, which um, they created an Independence Day ice cream recipe and they had an ad campaign with it as well. So the basically the ice cream recipe was in the shape of the flag and what they did in the ad campaign was there was a mom and her son and they were making this recipe and they kind of went through the steps of the recipe, but each step they kind of tapped into things like, you know, how the country was formed, why it was formed, you know, the different people who formed the country and stuff. And at the end of it, you get this really cool looking ice cream recipe that people could make at home. And it was, it was like, you know, it was a lighthearted kind of take on the whole thing. And I thought it was a really good way to kind of tap into again that whole nostalgic thing and obviously the ice cream was green and white and they used like icing to make the flag but i thought it was done in a very sweet way and like you know getting people to think about how the country was formed and what what makes the country pakistan and you know i'm assuming they sold quite a bit of that ice cream as well to make that (laughs) recipe (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, that sounds like a really nice way as well to pass down that message of why it's significant to the yeah. country. Pass yeah. down that message, you know, to, to people's children mm. through the form of ice cream. I mean, what better way to teach <laughs> teach something, you know? <laughs> exactly. And the, the, the recipe was so delicious. It had like, it had cake in it. It had two types of ice cream. It had jelly beans. It had icing. I was like, oh my God, this, this, this looks incredible. <laughs> I was like, I need to make that. <laughs> I think you should make one for the office. Yes. For the 14th. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) So now we're moving on to our Lost in Localization segment. And of course, I'm once again joined by Az. So I know that we have spoken quite a bit in the past about why localization is so important Mm -hmm. um, and, and kind of more than a simple translation but can you remind our listeners Mm. why we always bring it up (laughs) yeah sure i think localization is really important because you know you can just go into google and translate something but if you localize something you actually get the nuance of it you get the um what it means to people who actually live there and you know, sometimes with translation, you can lose the some of the meaning behind it. You can lose the cultural aspect of it. And, you know, you always want to localize something by asking somebody who lives in market because they'll have the most up-to-date information. They'll know the culture inside out and they actually live there. So they'll be able to, you know, rather than translate, they'll actually be able to tell you what that word means right then and there for somebody who lives there. Absolutely. So on that note, what is your lost in localization word for this episode our untranslatable word sure since we're talking about pakistan um i brought a a word which you can find this word in all over the subcontinent but um the word is jugar it can roughly be translated to a flexible approach to problem solving that uses limited resources in some sort of innovative way to fix that problem okay can you give me a couple of examples? What does that look like? So, for example, if you if you take something that wasn't meant for that purpose, but you use it in a very innovative way to turn it into something else. So, for example, uh-huh. um, let's say you make a hole in a large pot and then you attach a shower head in that hole <laughs> and then hang it in your bathroom and you turn it into a shower. So you just fill it with water and then, you know, it's there you go you've got a shower amazing a makeshift shower <laughs> yeah, a makeshift okay shower. that that's what jugar could be used yeah, to describe exactly or mm-hmm. you know for example you could take a, a cooking pot and balance the handle and the front of it on two um two bottles for example and then light candles under it to heat your food so it's it's stuff Ooh, like that, that is a good it's idea just, <laughs> it's just <laughs> stuff like that <laughs> i'm gonna put you on the spot now have you done anything in your home or or in your home office or do you think that you could do something to improve that kind of situation where you think okay I'm going to take this piece of cable and use it for this (laughs) (laughs) so um a few years ago I got really big into this product called Suguru and it's like a, a moldable glue and what you do is you you can turn things like Lego figures into like, you know, cable ties and things like that using this glue. And um, another thing I did was I, I took a doorknob and took that, that Suguru glue stuff and I stuck it onto an iPhone phone charger. So, you know, those things are notoriously hard to pull out oh, of the socket. Wow. So I stuck a, a, a doorknob onto it, like a round doorknob onto that and it hardens and then you just you just grab it and pull it off. <laughs> that is 
absolutely genius. Do you know what? I think yeah. that plugs, <laughs> yeah. honestly, plugs and plug sockets oh, are two of the things that... the worst. <laughs> yeah, they, they need genius genius innovation like yeah. that <laughs> because they're so annoying. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what? I'm just thinking that, um, well, all of our kind of work from home situations, and I think this could count as a Dugar idea, yeah. if you will. But I remember last year when we all got told... Um, you know, in March 2020, we all got told that we're going to be working from home. Yeah. And at that time, I don't know if you're one of the lucky ones as who already had a desk at home to work at. Oh, but <laughs> just, yeah, yeah, go ahead. And then I'll tell you about the desk that we've put together at home. <laughs> well, maybe this is a common theme, but <laughs> the, I remember I, I could not believe how... Yeah. I was just scrambling on on every secondhand yes, website, yeah. Gumtree, all of that stuff. And I just could not find a desk. And yeah. luckily, you know, a few a few days into to the beginning of lockdown, I was able to get one from mm. Argos. But for the first half of the first week of the pandemic, yeah. I've got like a bedside table that pretty much goes like 30 centimetres. Yeah. Like, like the height of a ruler mm. up is how high it is. And then I got about, at least 20 or 25 big books yeah. <laughs> and put them on top of the bedside table and just put my laptop on top of that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And that's how I was working. I was like, oh, this is what it means <laughs> that's to be exactly alive what it means, yeah. in 2020. <laughs> so at the, at the moment, my desk situation is a chest of drawers, like a small chest of drawers on this side, a metal chest of drawers on that side, and then a piece of wood just on top of them. So, Amazing. There you go. It's a desk. Well, that's actually that's almost chic. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's retro. Yeah, it's just... yeah. You could probably sell it in Brighton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's it's really interesting to hear you say that because um, I heard this term growing up in Pakistan all the time. Like I would hear it um, if I took our family car to be fixed, and the mechanic would say, "Oh, I don't have your specific part you need, but." I've got this part from this other car that I'll just make fit and it would work, work perfectly. Or um, <laughs> just, I, I, I don't know what they would do, but the car would work fine. Or um, once I saw a um, a guy in a, in a barbecue restaurant and he was, he was cooking barbecue on a grill and, you know, you have to fan the coals and it's, it's pretty, it's pretty tiring to stand there and fan the coals. So he had attached a desk fan to the grill using like rope and stuff and the fan was just blowing on the coals, heating up, and he went to chop some onions. So I was like, that's, that's brilliant. That's <laughs> <Amazing>. great. <laughs> I love it. I love it. What would we call that in English? I, don't, I can't, do you know what I mean? I don't oh, know. Like, Yeah. So this is this is something else really interesting. I found out about this word that this word is like, you can find it in so many different countries. So, oh, really? Uh, yeah. So in the US, of it's called DIY in the UK. Uh... Yeah, in the UK, it's called a hack or a bodge job. In a uh, bodge yeah, job, yeah. yeah. Or in Japan, it it has a specific name in Japan. It's called urawaza. Mm-hmm. In parts of Italy, it's called tapalu. It's ah. it's called tafa in China. Trick seventeen in Germany. I have no idea why. <laughs> I have no idea. Um, and gambiara in Brazil. System D in France. Again, System Ooh. D. I don't know. And that sounds like plan B. Yeah, yeah, it does. It's like, <laughs> oh, we've tried all the systems. This is system D. <laughs> and yeah, so it's it's just really interesting that like so many different countries have a similar word for this this word. And again, it's not really translatable. Like, how would you translate bodge job? <laughs> it's yeah. Just, it's just... <laughs> 
I said sometimes in English I get moments where I don't know if a word is actually a word, like yeah. the word bodge. Do you know what I mean? Or yeah. zhuzh. Yeah, I, just, yeah, zhuzh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if they're words, but we all know what they mean. <laughs> yeah. I think just yeah, the, the I think the final thing I just wanted to say about this word is that I mm. think it's it's so prevalent in, in Pakistan in and India as well in the subcontinent because there are a lot of lack of resources, but people have such strong imaginations and the innovative mm. spirit that they will use those minimal resources in really interesting ways to come up with things and make things that aren't supposed to fit. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. I it, on, on the tip of my tongue is the phrase that I think is summing up what you've just said. And I think it's necessity is something, something invention. Oh, uh, <laughs> necessity is a mother of all inventions. There we go. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I'm a big fan of that word. And thank you for not only joining us once again on this Lost and Localization segment, but also talking to us for the whole episode about Pakistani Independence Day. So thank you very much, Az. Oh, you're very welcome. It's been great. And, you know, I, I look forward to being on the next one. Well, that wraps up our episode on Pakistani Independence Day. I hope you've all enjoyed listening along. Thank you to Az for joining us for the whole episode. It's been an absolute pleasure. And of course, thank you to Steve Folland for editing the episode. If you'd like to learn more about other important holidays from around the world, or if you're interested in finding out how Oban can help you drive international growth, then get in touch by visiting obaninternational.com. Bye for now.